Hello and welcome to Punk Goes Pod, the internet's only podcast that chronicles every single song from the Fearless Records Punk Goes Ellipses series. Today, Sam and I are joined by our third host, Richard S. He. Hey, 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 hey. I'm here. I was going to say we should be like, we've got someone different and then get Richard to put on a, a funny voice. Yeah, somebody different. Exactly. We've got Richard somebody. Um, how are you, Richard? How's ISO? How's life? Yeah, pretty, pretty uneventful at this point. Um, yeah. Every day is exactly the same, to quote Trent Reznor. Although I do work on different things. It's just like Good. the... Uh, the Days are long, but the weeks are short. Or maybe it's the other way around. I don't know. <laughs> the years start coming and they don't stop yeah. coming. How are you yeah. you're doing? Yeah. I don't know. Same as you. Like, I remarked to someone yesterday, like, I hate that I have to just be in the present because I do not enjoy being in the present yep. moment. Um, so this is mm. painful. <laughs> and there's like so much past, you know. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. It's just the memory. It, yeah, it's, it's, it's a time. Besides my eye deciding to go rogue against my face mm. this week, um, the only thing I've really done that's of note was while you were out yesterday, I watched Astro Zombies. Terror stalks the streets as a scientist human transplantation experiment runs amok. Astro Zombies. Oh, okay. So, yes, the uh, the namesake for the Misfits song. Yep. Oh, give us your one-sentence um, review or more if you want. Uh, it was crap. Oh. <laughs> and not fun crap. It was just crap. Is it meant yeah. to be sort of like B-grade oh, yeah, horror yeah. movie? Thing? Yeah, it was, it was filmed on like, so it was 69. So it was like nice. 3,000. Yeah, it was either 3,000 or $30,000 budget. Okay. Um, it was shot in six days. It was, yeah, like it's it's got all the makings of um, of a really fun B-grade horror film. If it had been filmed five to ten years later, I reckon it would have been much better. Mm. Um, because okay. it was 1969, there was just, there's like a couple of scenes with the Astro Zombies. They only get up to like a little, like, I mean, I say a little bit of violence, they decapitate a guy. But it's like right at the end is when it's like, okay, now it's starting to get good. Now I want to watch this movie. Right. Whereas it's just, it's so much of just like a bunch of old men and one woman just doing a lot of talking and doing a lot of like pretending like they're doing medical experiments and mm. faffing about. And it's got, I can't remember her name. It's like Tara Satana or something. She was in Faster Pussycat Kill Kill okay. as well. She's the best part about it. She's very interesting to sort of watch and, she, like, she puts a lot into her character. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, if it had have been, if it had come out after films like The Exorcist and Texas Chainsaw Massacre totally. and even, even like, I Spit on Your Grave, Last House on the Left, to, you know, have a bit more, like, no, nah, fucking fill this thing with gore and just make it over the top and campy and... It was just, it was just really boring. But I can see, like, the you know members of the Misfits. I think it was probably Danzig that wrote it. Right, wrote the song Astro Zombies. You know, he probably watched it as a kid. Was really loved it, and te- well, obviously, and turned mm. it into a song. Mm. And then My Chemical Romance covered it into an even better song. Hey now, <laughs> hey now, <laughs> hey. 
as as I'm not going to say I'm the bigger Misfits fan compared to your My Chemical Romance, but Absolutely at this not. at this stage, I have a Misfits tattoo, and you do not have a My oh. Chemical Romance. Tattoo. That that is a fair cop, although that is the first one I'm getting when we are out of this sick hellhole. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, you only did just start getting tattooed. I know. I have a bit of catching up to do, <laughs> but I've decided that nothing matters anymore. So my body is a blank canvas as far as I'm concerned. I Go guess, for it. I guess your uh, mood is pretty down hey. at the moment. Bye-bye. Temperature, cause to me she's zero degrees. She called over freeze. I got that girl from overseas. Now she's my Miss America. I cannot be her soldier, please. I'm fighting for this girl on the battlefield of love. Don't it look like baby Cupid sending arrows from above? Don't you ever leave the side of me indefinitely? Not probably and honestly. I'm down like the economy. Wait. Very nice. So this week we are looking at the song Down by Jay Sean featuring Lil Wayne as covered by Breathe Carolina. Um, That's funny. We usually do like, so this week we're doing this. How is everyone? But we did it the other way around and now I don't really know how to recover. Um. So let's talk about Jay Sean. We won't recover if we watch Astro Zombies. That'll just put us to sleep. It's like <laughs> for me, it was like, do I watch that or the original Fly with Vincent Price? And I was, I got about twenty shows wrong. Astro Zombies. I'm like, mm. man, I wish I was watching Vincent Price right now. He's my favorite actor in the whole wide world. Why am I not watching Vincent Aww. Price? Yeah, yeah, you're done goofed. Yeah. <laughs> um, who wants to take the Jay Sean? I would love to take the Lil Wayne. So I see Jay Sick. Sean. All right. Uh, I was I was going to volunteer Richard for Jay Sean, but that's I can fine. do both. No, nah, that's all right. So Jay Sean was born, and I'm going to butcher this, and I am so sorry. Do we want to pause and figure out how it's pronounced first? Actually, no. Kamaljit Singh Juti. Yeah, Juti. Uh, that's right to me. Yeah. Yeah. In nineteen, he was born in 1981 from Honslow in London. Sick. That's that's probably the one that I'm going to fuck up. Hounslow? Hounslow, maybe. Pun- I yeah. don't know. I uh, think Hounslow. Hounslow, London. He is of Punjabi and Sikh parentage. Sikh parentage. Yeah. And I, I, I just thought this was interesting. He was studying medicine before deciding to drop out of university in 2003 to pursue a career in singing, which he mentions. We'll get into it later on, but he mentions that fact in, that, in the other song that Richard showed us. Mm. Yeah. So... The reason why he has taken on the the nomenclature, the 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 new is that nomenclature is like a new name. No, nom de plume. Nom de plume of Jay Sean is because it was a nickname. Um, he was given the nickname Jay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Don't know. Uh, didn't get too much into that. Um, but the Sean is being a derivative of Sean S H A A N, a pet name given to him by his grandmother, which means shining star or pride in Punjabi. That's really quite cool. sweet. Yeah. So he was uh, he was part of the Rishi Rich project. Yes. Um, which was started by 
Rishpal Singh Reki or Rishi Rich, as yes. his uh, stage name is, goes by, um, which was like a, an underground sort of Asian, or well, not sort of, but it was an, an Asian underground. Was it like hip hop, rap, R and B, so or just a music movement in general? So yeah, we'll take it a step back from here. So uh, Rishpal Singh Reki. Uh, He's better known by his na- stage name, Rishi Rich. Uh, he's a London music producer or London-based music producer, I should say. Uh, and, yeah, he began his career in the Asian underground scene and is one of the big names in terms of producers for that movement. Um, so Asian underground essentially refers to, and to quote Wikipedia, our favourite source. Uh, so it's a term associated with various British, Asian and South Asian Canadian musicians mostly Indian, Pakistani, Bangladeshi and Sri Lankan, who blend elements of Western underground dance music and the traditional Asian music of their home countries in South Asia. Uh, So, yeah, Jay Sean used to collab with Rishi Rich and another guy, I forget his name, Uh, but they were part of a, yeah, they were part of the Rishi Rich program. Uh, Somewhat relevant to... Um, Rishi Rich and Asian Underground is kind of parallel to um, uh, there's an artist called Punjabi MC who's like a British producer and he had a song yeah. called Mundian Tabakki which was uh, remixed by Jay-Z as Beware of the Boys oh. like in 2003 if you remember that has like okay. a really distinct like Indian flavoured sample and it's really cool so yeah. it was kind of like, you know around at the time because yeah like I do remember like a patch in music where there was that yeah yeah, that that sound that yeah like that asian influence coming in like jai ho like all those kinds Mm. of things um but yeah i don't know it kind of felt like a bit of a fad because then it got dropped um yeah when yeah i don't know yep (laughs) (laughs) would be cool to see it kind of uh come back just because these days i feel like it's a lot easier for artists to um, like non-Western artists to cross over on their own terms, like given yeah, definitely. BTS and like Bad Bunny, everything happening in like Latin America, so yeah. on and so forth. So I'm sure definitely. it's like inevitable that there'll be like a big, you know, Indian crossover star. Yeah. Sooner or later. Yeah. Hell yeah. South Asian in general, rather. Yeah. Hey, Kamal was huge. <laughs> um, Jinder Mahal of WWE has like a sick Indian rap song. Do you mean uh, I was? Do you mean Canadian wrestler Jinder Mahal? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I used to. I used to think that was. I kind of enjoyed his championship reign. I used to love when he'd be like, "I know I'm going to speak to my people <laughs> in my language of Punjabi," yeah. and he'd like he would just talk in Punjabi. Yeah, great. very good. Nice. But yes, his song was. Yeah. Ooh. So wait, he recorded his own entry. Nah, he didn't. Um, oh. It was like another Canadian um, Punjab who like did it. Right. It's a banger, though. Oh, that's cool. Very few records actually re- record their songs. Unless you're John Cena. Yeah. Or Shawn Michaels. Or Shawn Michaels. Anyway. Cool. So, uh, Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne was born Dwayne Michael Carter Jr. in 1982 from Louisiana, Louisiana New Orleans, Louisiana, rather. Dwayne dropped the D in yep. Wayne because he was named after his father, but his father abandoned him at the age of two. Hmm. Lil Wayne became, mm-hmm. began rapping at the age of eight, and he developed a father-son relationship with Brian Birdman Williams of K-1 
Cash Money Records, which I believe they're now estranged, um, but oh, very closely associated. Okay. Yeah, with, I think they did. Yeah, probably like. Well, the only Birdman I care about is Tony Hawk. <laughs> so the only Birdman I care about is Harvey Birdman. Hey. Fair. No, actually, I do care about Tony Hawk. I, I, I can't, I can't say that. I couldn't even let that out of my mouth. <laughs> for, for some reason, Wikipedia glosses over this fact. At the age of twelve, yeah, Wayne purposely shot himself with a nine millimeter handgun, and off-duty police officer Robert Hubler drove him to the hospital. Which, wow! It just it it does. It's just like sort of like in a sentence in the Wikipedia article. It was like. Oh, and he shot himself purposefully at the age of 12. It's like, what? Well, yeah, was he, like, doing a bit or was he... Like, suicidal? And then, it, you know, a couple of years later, he played the Tin Man in the in his school's production of The Wiz. So, oh, sick. That's yeah. cool. Wow. Um, so Wayne was an honor student but dropped out at 14 to wow. focus on his music, which I do recall him saying he was, like, a really good English student, which definitely plays into his lyricism. Um, yeah, absolutely. But there's that dynamic between him and Jay Sean as well, because Jay Sean dropped out of medical school oh, to focus on music true. as well. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Mm. Um, in a Wham, bam, in a 2011 interview, Wayne said he would retire because he has four kids and doesn't want to miss out on their lives. But he that wasn't verbatim. That was just sort of like ah yes. Um, he also went to jail like the year before, I think, which I remember being a really big deal and like kind of. It's weird because he he had like an incredible run, I want to say from like 03 to 09, where he was like one of the hottest rappers in the world and then came out and got yeah. clean and has had his moments, but weirdly has never been the same, which um, it's, yeah, don't want to like pass judgment on that artistically, but just interesting to think about, you know? Yeah. Because I was going to say, like, we've mentioned him a couple of times on here. So he... Well, there was, like, we were recording at the time when he had that thing with the Blink-182 uh, tour. Yeah. yeah. Where he was like, I'm quitting the tour. And then it was like, I'm not quitting the tour. Yeah. Love my boys and Blink, I yeah. think it was. Um, <laughs> what a strange tour. But, was. yeah, like, he did the... What a strange tour that was. I know. It just... Yet another example of how we've slipped into a parallel universe a at hellscape. this point. Yep. Um, but yeah, like he and Blink collabed on the Amelie X What's My Age Again mashup. Um, Not really a mashup. It's like yeah, when you he, change the radio station back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mashup in like very big air yeah. quotes. Um, and yeah, he also contributed to one of the greatest songs of all time, Can't Stop Partying <laughs> with weezer which so, we have also put on here before absolutely so we that have. means we'll be putting it on here again <laughs> absolutely we will any any time i can sing my praises of that song because it is just such a can't bop. stop playing can't <laughs> stop Exactly. Nor will I. But um, yeah. So no, that's Lil Wayne for you. And yeah. um, this is yep. not his first crossover into pure pop, but also it might 
even still be one of his biggest, if I'm thinking correctly. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Okay. So the song, Down, it is from the 2009 album by Jay Sean, All or Nothing. Uh, And a year prior, Jay Sean had signed two Cash Money Records, so there's that connection to Lil Wayne. Uh, the song was produced by Jay Remy and Bobby Bass. I don't, I'm not familiar with Neither. their work, so unfortunately, yeah, um, but good for them. <laughs> well, I mean, it, yeah, it was, <laughs> it, was a, it was a moderately successful song. Well, yeah, look, <laughs> they could turn it into something pretty good. Uh, and yeah, Down reached number one on the Billboard Hot 100, unseating I Got a Feeling by the Black Eyed Peas. Which had been sitting there for 14 weeks. Yeah, and um, actually consecutively with Boom Boom Pow before it, they had a run of 26 weeks. So wild. Wow. Yeah. That's, a, that's a terrible 40 weeks. <laughs> oh, no, no, it was 26 altogether, not 40 weeks. 26. Oh, I thought you were saying Boom Boom Pow was nah. 26 and I got a feeling no. it was 14. That's a terrible 26 weeks, though. Oh, those two songs are bangers. I kind of like oh, Like, I got a feeling takes me back to clubbing. Like, Everything about this song and I Got a Feeling and... Actually, though, when you think about, like, the, the opening to this song, the dun, dun, it's very similar to the, the like, the... The, the keys. The keys the in I Got yeah. a Feeling yeah. as well. Yeah. Maybe that was a really 2010 kind of thing or 20... And even, like, like Fever La Vida by Coldplay. Of course. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Um, no, huge vibes. Um, but yeah, not since Kiss from a Rose by Seal has a song by a UK urban artist reached number one in the US, but not in the UK. So that's a bit of a shame. I was a, I was a big Batman Forever fan back in 1995. Yeah. 95? Yeah, 95, because I was in prep. I still defend it. And, uh... I was uh, also a very big Kiss from a Rose fan at the same time. Sick. Aww. No, that it's, song is a jam. It's the thing that that bit with like Seal with the sh- with the white shirt open showing his abs and like the the fan like furiously blowing the shirt. It's like that's dope. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it is a great song. <laughs> <laughs> and um, man, the transitions in this episode are just rubbish. <laughs> Jay Sean was also the first South Asian solo artist to hit number one in the US. Uh, outside of the US, it also charted number two on the ARIA charts, number three in Canada, number two in New Zealand, and number three in the UK. You forgot to say also number one in Slovakia. Oh, yeah. So there you go. Which I, I just thought was very fascinating. Uh, the music video for Down was filmed over the span of two days. Uh, it was filmed in the Hedza House in Buckinghamshire, England. Which I've put in uh, bold. Isn't that the most British name ever to Britain? And the same building was used to represent Downing Street in Day of the Triffids and was also used for an espresso ad with George Clooney. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> and then the remainder of the clip was filmed in Miami where Lil Wayne was able to film his parts. And and for the rest of it, he was a force ghost. What's a force ghost? So when Star Wars, when like a Jedi dies and they, they still come back as like a ghost and they've got that blue. Oh, so at the, yeah. end, at the end of Return of the Jedi, when he's, when Luke is at the fire and there's, um, there's Obi-Wan Kenobi, Yoda and um, fucking Anakin, but it's like in the DVDs, it's now Hayden Christensen. So it's like, oh, yeah. it's like shit Anakin. Mm. Um, 
shit out again. That's my new band. But like on the VHS, it was a different person. It was just an old dude. It was like, okay. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, hashtag watch the despecialized editions because they are very good. Oh, where can I get that? Because I desperately want Disney to release something like that. So I don't have to get... Um, I'll hook you up. But bullshit. Very good quality and like huge, but worth getting. So essentially it does, it kind of looks like that. It's like with most green screen, you know, you get like the kind of yeah, yeah. outline of a person. That's what, when Lil Wayne's in the, uh, in the Heds, Hedford house, Hedza house in Buckinghamshire. It's what he. Uh, it's what he looks like. He's like a, a force ghost. <laughs> it's um. It's not the worst instance of like that kind of superimposition I've seen. For sure. Yeah. Oh no, there's some pretty bad ones, but yeah. Yeah. Um, I just noted this time when I rewatched the video, um, when Lil Wayne ends his verse, he goes, "Honestly, I'm down like the economy," which is already a hilarious line. Sick, yeah. Yes. He re- he opens his jacket to reveal a shirt that says. In capital letters, communist, which is just like I really want to make that. Words. I think I need to make one of those. That can be so our Funko's Pod merch. It's just communist shirts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yeah. No. I I think I need to rewatch it so I can fully enjoy that moment because that is brilliant. Anything to destabilize the status quo. I am here for it. <laughs> so, what do we think of this song? It's I, I I don't know if I if this is a valid statement, but I don't know if this could if this would be like as popular in twenty twenty. Like if this is mm. if this is very much stuck in two thousand and nine. I don't know. I'm not the I'm not the poptimist like you two. Mm. I don't quite have that that thing that's like okay, I can sort of identify a lot about this song. It just sort of feels like oh, that's very much of the time. As as we said, like it has that that similar sort of key structure and sound to a number of other songs of that time yeah. as well, which I don't think you'd really be feeling or hearing in 2020. But uh, long uh, to cut a long fucking story short, I like the song. Cool. It's still yeah. a very catchy, very, yeah, very easy to listen to song. Mm. Yeah. It does feel like very emblematic of the time, like the auto-tune, um, just the sort of club vibe. Like, yeah, like I was saying before, like, Hearing this, I immediately just go back to my first experiences in going to clubs and just getting drunk and being silly and, yeah, just, I yeah, I will always have a soft spot for songs like this regardless of their quality because it just takes me back to being young mm. and finding my feet in Melbourne. It's a bit saccharine sweet, though. It's very much like... Definitely. Yeah. But I kind of like that. Like I like that it's just sincere. Again, it's that it's that sort of time because we did Bruno Mars, which again was just yeah. saccharine sweet. This was around mm. that time. Um, you've noted here, Richard, did like Justin Bieber as well. Yeah, it's, it's all about like uh, how the, the you're perfect and I love you and I'll always love you. Mm. It makes me think of Avatar for some reason. I guess it must have come out like around. Yeah, because Avatar was what 20, 20, 2010, End, 2009? end of two thousand nine. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, it's a good. That's it's a like good. everything yeah. feeling very like digital and like high def and yeah, you know, yeah. pan global and all that. You know, yeah, no, I see what you mean. Um, I guess I I do like it. I don't know if I like it or appreciate it more now, just because the sound isn't really around. It's like it wouldn't be that hard to make a song that sounded like this now, but it wouldn't really be cool. And it, I don't know that it would, yeah, like get over. 
Yeah. If you're not into use a wrestling term. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, it, it really is almost the exact template that Bieber ended up using Um, kind of not long after, kind of parallel. But yeah, Poppy Love pop songs. Mm, um, definitely. It, even beyond Bruno Mars, who wasn't doing the electronic thing, it was like Jason Derulo, I- Iaz, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Taya Cruz, Akon, um, Far East Movement later oh, on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's an interesting one because on the surface it is so like straightforward, but you get a, a pretty weird like pop verse by Lil Wayne standards. Yeah. Um, you, yeah, th- there is more to say, but we will get to that. We will. Um, I'm going to quote, uh, I think this is Jay Sean being interviewed by the Wall Street Journal. Oh, but, um, wow. This quote is like sourced from a Vice article. Yeah. Um, so it goes, Jay Sean went on to explain the value of features in general in a way that I can only describe as entirely and unexaggeratedly reflective of the song in question. So he says, I always say, like, what would happen if Picasso and Van Gogh decided to do a painting together? What would happen if Mozart and Beethoven collaborated to do a symphony? What would happen? I love the idea of putting two creative minds together like that. Goodness me. Yeah. What would happen if Weird Al and Cher decided to do a, 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 a song together? That is very, like, galaxy brain. That'd be great. Like, yeah. Um, it's like, wow. It's like, which one are you in that pairing, Jason? Yeah. Picasso or Van Gogh? Like, that's very, yeah, it's sort of very telling. Like, I reckon he would definitely see himself as, like, the actual, oh, I guess. Also, none of them were contemporaries. No. Van Gogh, like- <laughs> Van Gogh is definitely Lil Wayne because he also tortured his face, so. Fair. <laughs> But I like, know. I don't think any of them were like alive in the same period. Like, no, Beethoven no. is. Uh, uh, no. Now, now I'm messing up my timelines. But yeah, <laughs> at least in mine, like Weird Al and Cher are still alive. So, yeah, yeah. they can make well. that happen. <laughs> Cher well. and um, System of a Down should collaborate and do an oh. Armenian like supergroup. Yeah, or like I mean, Andy Warhol and Picasso were alive at the same time. That's true. Mm, there you go. That's a good point. There you go, Jay Sean. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> um, I looked up, uh, there's a performance of Down on Ellen in 09 that is very, very funny because Jay Sean is quite committed to selling this song as like the cool, youthful thing, but also like that puppy love, which I want to yeah. say he is radiating that energy both younger and older than himself if that makes sense so it's like the white suburban mother um and father audience of ellen is like you know he's trying to hide them he's like get up out of your seat you know we're gonna dance and like he's just like walking through the crowd and making eye contact with everyone and um uh he kind of not quite grinds up next to ellen but he gets a little bit close Oh my god! You know, she's I feel like, like participating. Oh, I feel <laughs> like Ellen would not have received that well. Like <laughs> she, she likes yeah. to dance, but otherwise, oh. like she doesn't receive um, people who unionize well. Well, she yes. just doesn't receive people well, unless no. yeah, I don't know. Um, wow. but 
Also, like Jay's vocals are not quite, they're like a little bit off because he's pushing it a bit too hard. So it's it's very strange. <laughs> I need to watch that. I'm sad I didn't watch it beforehand, and I really should have. But oh, it's my man. good old um last minute uh, oh, googling. But um, always always fun to think of that as like a culture class because it's like you know how how did this a British man of Indian descent who sang R&B like Craig David end up on Ellen six yeah. years later trying to hit the American market with Lil Wayne. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I um, I heard this early Jay Sean song like around that same time period. So he has yeah. an 03 album called Me Against Myself. Um, mm-hmm. And this is the title track from it, um, which we... We'll play a clip from here. Oh, girl, you look so beautiful with that moonlight shining on you. I want to hold you. I want to touch you and squeeze you. I love you all night long. I've heard it before, so save all the cliches. I really can't believe there's no talent around these days. Jay Sean with the same old ish, talking about baby girl that and baby girl this. I see you dancing around with the girl in your vid, pouting at the camera, smiling with the cheesiest grin. What the deal? Whatever happened to keeping well done? Or will we? anyway um so that is jay sean in uh 2004 actually which um quite fascinating just to hear him like not only singing in quite a different voice yeah but also like full-on rapping and doing like a battle rap against himself where he's kind of talking about his own insecurities yeah yeah i Um, really love that yeah um yeah i think like, it's unfortunate that when we first listened to it, I immediately went to, like, Scroobius Pip or The Streets. True. Um, but so in, in itself, I guess there's a lot to unpack there. But, yeah, I love that the concept of, yeah, the battle rap against himself. Like, it's it, yeah, like it's been done before, but it's just a very clever way of addressing what a lot of people probably would have been saying about him, if that makes sense. Yeah, and um, it's like he's kind of justifying his decision to be a bit more commercial and like open up his sound which is not a bad thing at all yeah because um, it's not like uh what he was doing before is like you know pure unadulterated like you know no compromise art either that yeah like you that's the thing like you mentioned like craig david like he was already sort of following in the footsteps of like a format that had been done before and was successful. And he was probably following someone like Seal or something. Yeah. Craig David. Yeah. But then, yeah, I know what you mean. Like, this compared to Down, it's a definite pivot. And to me, it's kind of a bit of a shame that that happened, if mm. that makes sense. And that also kind of has a bit of, it has much more of an Indian sound to it as well. Definitely. Mm. Whereas, like, Down has none. Like, there's nothing about that that you go, oh, okay, yeah, I can, I can imagine. I, if I didn't know, I would probably go, oh, that's probably a white guy singing. I must admit, I always just assumed he was American, like, yeah. US-based, mm. whatever, um, until, like, I learned who he was. But, yeah, I don't know. Um, I think, like, when we were watching the music video for this, I noted... And, like, I'm curious to know what you think, Richard. Like, it feels like there's a very subtle, like, Bollywood-type element to the music video, more just in terms of, like, the... Magical element. 
yeah, like the yeah. the main conceit of it sort of being like there's a sort of dreamlike element to it. Mm. There's the choreo parts. There's the classic like love story, that kind of thing. And like, I don't know if that was a conscious decision or if I'm projecting entirely too much or. I think but, so yeah. because it's it's more choreographed than a lot of pop videos at the time, but That's also what I was a lot thinking. also a lot less than like any typical Bollywood production. Um, yeah, I'm that's still the thing trying like, to have a little bit of that kind of street edge to it. Yeah, it's quite glossy. Because yeah, I think as soon as like the trails of like blue light came through, I was like, oh, okay, like it just for the time it felt a bit more ambitious than what people would have expected like just that kind of fantastical thing where like he's conjuring like waves of blue light or energy from his hands like yeah it's cool but like yeah it definitely feels a bit more earnest and a bit more like calculated than people would have expected i don't know definitely um and also just the way he sings is like so different it's not just the yeah. kind of slightly Americanized um, thing, but also like the tone and um, he's a lot looser as a singer early on, which is interesting to me. Yeah. I've like heard a little bit of his later stuff and he seems to have like relaxed a little bit, but... Um, That's cool. Yeah, I don't know. Just I was always very intrigued by that. I remember writing like a Tumblr post and I think early 2010 hey. about this. So Nice. Throwback. To that. Oh, to, is your Tumblr? Jesus, I is your don't Tumblr... think this exists anymore. But oh no, okay. I made the text somewhere. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> it's like my my music MySpace page that I had. Yeah. I don't think that exists anymore. <laughs> F. Yeah, yeah, F in the chat. Um, I'll send you my demo one day, please. Yeah, yeah. you can listen to it. It's hilarious. It's so bad. <laughs> I would love to hear it's it. So bad. Have you ever? Have I shown you? I don't think you have. Oh, it's terrible. We'll listen to it after this. It's so bad. Okay, Sick. so let's bad. Do it. Um, on that note, let's talk about Breathe Carolina. So Breathe Carolina formed in 2007 and they hail from Denver, Colorado. I'm a giraffe. Um, And the band signed with Fearless in 2009 and covered down for Punk Goes Pop 3 in 2010. So the band have been labelled as Kronk Core, being the fusion between Kronk, Screamo, Pop, Electronic and Dance Music. Um, The sort of like the, the, I guess, big bands in this genre where i think i yeah i don't know if they necessarily i don't know blood on the dance floor and broken side broken side definitely 
blood on the dance floor maybe not so much but um a very problematic very very problematic well the lead singer very very problematic dude ah, yes. from blood on the dance floor oh, okay. um yeah but yeah broken side that um that I think it was like Freaks from like 2009 or 2008 was like, yeah, it was very, it was a very MySpace emo song. It was just the worst. Horrible. Showed me the other day. Yeah. Yeah, The one that's like, and it's like the dude screaming and I think it's hilarious. And it's like, just like the bit where they're like supposed to be like dancing with girls and he's still like trying to do the screaming part. It's like, you look ridiculous. Yeah. Really nothing about it works, but like the notoriety, I guess, sold them, you know? Because yeah. they never crossed over, but they've kind of stuck around as a punching bag with, I guess, a few unironic fans. Yeah. Although I also I just, think that was kind of the, not the template, but it's like, uh, it's like they they fused Southern rap and emo like in the wrong way. And, you know, it would take <laughs> some time before like a Post Malone or, you know, a, a Lil Peep or someone would do it in a more yeah. like organic way. Yeah. That's not like offensive to the ears at least <laughs> and to the premise i suppose yeah exactly i just i i i found some hilarious reviews about them as well and i know we'll get on to breathe carolina in, in a minute but i just i love that there's so one for the warsaw business journal yes warsaw poland cool the, the business, journal, the business journal attempted to describe their music imagine an impassioned triceratops mating with a steam turbine while off to the side daft punk and the bgs beat each other to death with skillet and spatulas imagine that sound that would make imagine the sound that would make just try broken side is kind of like that except it also makes you want to jab your thumbs into your eyeballs and gargle acid oh my god they're not wrong and no. another one it's like from the New Musical Express stated in a review of I'm not a fan, but the kids like it, that even if I caught Prince Harry and Gary Glitter adorned in Nazi regalia defecating oh. through my grandmother's letterbox, oh. I would still consider making them listen to this album too severe a punishment. Wow. <laughs> uh, Jesus. A broken side, like, the first scene band to kind of make their entire brand, like, prettiness. You think? Oh. Like over the actual music. I think so. I think so. I, I feel like Metro Station were coming close to, but again, that was because it was Trace Cyrus's band, Miley's brother. True, and they also um, made like actual songs. Yeah, like you know? I I think I threw it out, but I used to have their album and it was a bop. Um, oh, yeah. They released a single like two weeks ago, which I kind of wanted your thoughts on. I haven't heard it yet. Oh shit! I haven't listened yet, so hmm. maybe we after this we'll listen to it real quick, and then we can do a quick book report on it for the end sure. of the episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think we are yet to fully delve into the punk goes crunk comp. Mm. We've done the Men in Black song, and that's it, I think. Yeah, um, and we are hoping to get a special guest on to talk about it because they had some really like constructive thoughts on it via Twitter um, made me feel very dumb in comparison, but I love when people can open my brain up like that. Um, No, I was just going to say, like, it's not something that we would really consider here in Australia though, because it's not something that we would really see so much. Yeah. Whereas they're, they're American and it's like, okay, yes, you can sort of, yeah, but that's, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we are going to sort of unpack the, guess the basis of crunk core and why it's sort of fundamentally and just like 
crunk as treated by Fearless Records, like this whole thing, uh, like how they could have gone about it a bit better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The only I, I maintain the only reason why that exists is because it rhymes with punk. Oh, absolutely. It only exists yeah. because it rhymes with well, punk. Actually, like, no, I I wouldn't be surprised at all if that generation of scene bands were really into the music. Um, even if yeah. they, like, unironically into a lot of the music, but kind of uh, regurgitating it in ways that are ironic or bratty or insincere, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but have you seen the track listing? Because I'm pretty sure yeah. only technically two of those songs can be classed as crunk. Like, True. the Man in Black song is not crunk. Yeah. <laughs> it's... Yeah, it's pretty tone deaf. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Cr- crunk is often but, a misapplied term. Absolutely. Mm. Um, I've said it towards myself when I'm going to get drunk. Like I'm going to get crunk. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, it's a very sort of white expression but, of. But again, it's because it rhymes with drunk. I guess yeah. if you're drinking lean, then you are getting crunk. So exactly, that is true. So I guess let's go back on to breathe, Carolina. Oh yeah, Richard. You mentioned that they uh, they did an, a pretty decent cover of All Star. So I guess we'll be talking about that in about two months. Yeah, yeah I was no, gonna. We, I, I won't offer my comment on that now. Okay. Well, I'm just gonna say it's a vibe. It is, and then we can, yeah bring it up <laughs> later on. Yeah, because I do remember Richard being like, "Hey, have you seen this?" <laughs> yep. 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 Uh, uh, yeah. I want to hear your take on this Jessica Hopper quote, Emma. Yeah, I told I told Emma, and you were just like, "Nope." I don't agree. Um, like all respect to Jessica, like I really love her work. Um, I don't think we have panic to blame for crunk core. That's kind of like yes, I they were one of the first bands to fuse emo with electronics, sure, but that to me is not what crunk core is. Yeah, like I also don't think any other band sounds like that album. No, and that like. Which is a feeling yeah. you can't sweat out. Like, um, specifically exactly. the second yeah. half kind of delves into electronics. But yeah, I've never heard anything else that sounds like that. So, absolutely not. Like, you couldn't, you can't say that you had them to blame for this because even if people were trying to emulate it, they didn't. They failed. Mm. I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here. And again, I'm not the panic at the disco fan. Would you say that he was already, like, even early on, Brendan was pretty much thinking, like, how it's going to be when he's a pop star and not so much when he's going to be an emo star. Do you think he really, like, in that first album, was he more leaning towards the emo side or was he leaning more towards the pop side of things? It was very much emo to me, yeah. at least, like that wave of. Um, I know they had the look and everything, but, again, not the fan. I'm just asking, like, putting out a question there. This isn't me, like, trying to give you a gotcha moment. Have you listened to it before? No. No. No, absolutely. I just so, know that I just, from, um, basically I'm going back to high school. I'm remembering one of my high school friends, not friends anymore, because I'm not friends with anyone from high school anymore, but one of my high school huh. friends was saying to another one of my high school friends, hey, I just discovered this band, Panic at the Disco. You should listen to them. It's like emo with disco music. And he's, he's Even a big, that's not correct. But he's, <laughs> no, he was being wrong about his, his idea of disco music was electronic. Right. Christ. So that's that's basically all I knew about. No. And again, like I heard I wrote sins not tragedies. Yeah. Or I write sins on I write sins not tragedies. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Could couldn't really tell you another one. 
Couldn't really tell you. An- I still probably couldn't even really tell you another Panic at the Disco song. I could I could name you a few Fallout Boy songs, but I couldn't tell you another Panic at the Disco song. So except for the If You Love Me, Let Me Go song. <laughs> I just want to give you like an hour to just get all of this out. <laughs> yeah, even I'm not, it's, it's not like I'm mad. I have a gripe against uh, no. Panic at the Disco. I, even you, know, you mentioning the misappropriation of disco is like unlocked the potential for a rant from me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, go for it. No, it's, it's, I'll I'll get to it another time. I'm sure it's like a half an hour conversation, probably. <laughs> And that was just that, th- and again, it was me at that shitty teenage stage where we discovered Panic at the Disco and Fallout Boy too late. Mm. Like I was, I was sixteen at that point when Panic and and Fallout Boy were were getting big, and it was like, well, no, I want to listen to Pantera and Slayer, and, mm. and then you know, a few months later, I want to listen to Cannibal Corpse and the Black Dahlia Murder. Like I don't want to listen to this anymore. I don't want to hear clean singing mm. or like nice singing. So real quick, so I'm just looking at. A Phoebe You Can't Sweat Out, because it's been a minute since I've listened to it, but that album fucking rules. Um, so it was released in 2005, I think? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which was when I was about 16. So, yeah. yeah. Good. Glad we could clear <laughs> um, So, yeah, the, the way I sort of have always pictured the album is, like, the first half of it is very Electronica-inspired. And then the intermission, it sort of has a very obvious shift from electronic to like a more sort of, not classical, but like they bring in like your pianos. The and like, Yes, yeah. thank you. That's perfect. Um, and then the rest of the album sort of sees it out that way. But there is this underlying or overlaying, I don't know, like pop, punk, not even punk, like just guitars like yeah. it's like and they were always one of the poppier bands in that absolutely. scene but i would say it was not necessarily like their destiny to end up recording like high hopes and death of a bachelor and stuff that's like no. full on pop, you know that's a bit of a swerve that, yeah okay to answer your question sam like oh yeah i had a question i know <laughs> <laughs> like yeah for instance, this early, like this first album, Ryan Ross, ex-member, wrote all the lyrics and yep. was very much influenced by the likes, well, I can suspect, or like fell into the same category as your, say, Pete Wentz's or Connor Oberst's mm. or like very literary, very overtly literary, like basically saying like I read Chuck Palahniuk books, like I am very smart sort of thing. Yeah. But at the time, like I vibed with that because I was also – a precocious teen. What is your favorite Chuck book? Um, probably Invisible Monsters because of this band. Um, because they have a song called "Lying Is No." That's not the one. Which one is it? Ooh. Is that the one with the the model about the model and the two people? She... That's cool. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yes. that was a good one. I like that. Um. Oh, what fuck? What song was it? They quote. They like it's basically just oh, time to dance. It's based the whole narrative of that song which I might even chuck in a clip of that here to just Do give it. an example of, like, even that is, like, the closest that they've probably gone to, like, influencing the likes of Crunkcore, which is still absolutely incorrect. Pretty ridiculous. Also, wasn't Fine. Brendan, like, 15 at the time as well? Or 16? Yeah, they were very yeah. young when they started. Like, Brendan had been kicked out, I think. Um, possibly. Possibly. 
their whole thing. Like they always had that real showmanship element, which I think is what makes the transition to just Brendan. It makes sense in that yeah. area. Mm. But yeah, in terms of just pivoting to straight pop, I think had Ryan and John stayed when they split off into the young veins versus panic, like it would have, I feel like they would have morphed more into like an indie kind of thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think Ryan would have driven the band in a different direction as opposed to just what you see today, which I still enjoy mm. it, but it's one of those things. It's like how much of a whole can you maintain while still calling it a whole for it to be true to the, like, anyway, that's another. Yeah. We've had that conversation on here before anyway, mm. I think. And, yeah, I'm not trying to be a shit or anything. It's just no. a, a genuine, like, a, a, just a curiosity. A, 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 you know. well, no, like, you can't, like, with things like this, you sort of, you can't help but wonder if there was always that pretense because, yeah, Ryan and, no, I think Spencer and Brendan started the band together. Um, so yeah, you can't help but wonder if Brendan sort of saw the long game out mm. of it, mm. despite what everyone else wanted to and do. And just like when you really consider out of all the scene bands, they are the biggest. They're the ones that, that made it the biggest. You know, My Chemical Romance, yes, got very big with the Black Parade mm. and the reunion. Well, again, like I'm not part of that scene. I was, and I definitely listened to that first My Chemical Romance album a lot. Mm. Um, but you can't really say like, do you ever see, and I'll, I'll go back to this probably always, do you ever see Gerard Way doing a song with Taylor Swift? Mikem could and absolutely that, have and, maintained the momentum after Danger Days if they wanted to, I think. Just yeah. They didn't. Like, they saw the life of the band as being, you know, uh, like up for the time being. Know. But, um, yeah, it's not like they didn't have the potential. Like, Sing was a big pop crossover hit, so. Oh, no. And and take this as a compliment, you two. Like, I see doing a song with Taylor Swift as the height of success. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it kind of is. Like, if Taylor Swift's like, hey, I want you to do a song with me, like, that's kind of like you've definitely made it at that totally. point. It is kind yeah. of funny seeing Brendan in the Miss Americana doco purely mm. because you can see him as, like, that calculated businessman now. True. Like, yeah. And yeah. also the fact that he was sick during recording as well, like, I know. How good are you? Like he's pretty great. How how good of a musician are you? <laughs> I think yeah, Panic I'm always going to be like I yeah, I think I'm going to lose my that sheen over them the more that Brendan continues with it, but I'm always going to have a very fond spot for them because they were one of the very few bands where I was in on the ground floor when they totally. started. Mm. Like that. But Fortunately, this is not a Panic at the Disco podcast. E. Yet. Yet. Never. Uh, <laughs> ever. And, me and Richard will do a special lap together. Never, ever, ever. Getting back together. Hey. All right. So what do we think of? Breathe Carolina. Breathe. Who aren't from Carolina. <laughs> I know. A bit fucking. I kind of, I love that at the, the very start he, like, Back announces, or not back announces, but like promotes Fearless Records. Yeah. Just like, young Fearless Ray. Can, Richard, can you shed some light on? Is that a common thing to do in like hip hop, RB? Yeah. That kind of thing? Um, okay, good. It's, it's I... called a producer tag, I guess. And it's not right. always producer. 
sometimes it's a sample sometimes it's you know the the artist showing them out or something yeah Yeah. right okay because i couldn't think of an instance of the record label but then i Mm. now that i think about it i feel like maybe jay has done it before or oh i don't definitely Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah Jay yeah. shouts out Rockefeller all the time. Like, yes, sure yes, yes, yes. Bad Boy would have. Um, uh, Jason yeah. Derulo shouts out himself. Absolutely, <laughs> as does DJ Khaled. Yeah. Funny funny Jason Derulo story. I was, this was before we were together. I was at the uh, the pub in my local area Sick. with some people and these guys at the bar kept looking at me and I had kind of longer hair at that stage. And these dudes will look, kept looking at me and they're like pointing at me. What? And like, I'm like, what? And then one of them comes up and they're like, man, you look like Jason Derulo. What? No, wow. you don't. You look nothing like him. Is it Jason Derulo? Was there like a, D, a white DJ with like long hair? David uh, Getter. David Getter. Yes. Okay. David Getter. They're like, man, you look like David Getter. I'm like, I can Who see the that. Fuck is David Getter? And they're like, Oh, never mind. <laughs> they went back to their drinks and stopped looking at me. Wow. <laughs> but no, I, I just love that they give that 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 pop to uh to Fearless Records. We will hear this again when we talk about your favorite, Mister Ronnie Radke, because he oh. does it. He does it on his cover of uh, Gangsters Paradise. Oh no! At the end, at the end, he back announces it. I need to Jeez. I need to join that episode because we will talk about Stevie Wonder as well. So. Ooh. Yeah, pastime paradise. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. One sounds good. Um, I really enjoy this cover again because it encapsulates that moment, but in a different scene. Like he he has a shirt on because this was a 2010. He, at one point, he's wearing a shirt that says "Listen to Dubstep," which was in its infancy at that point. Yeah, because uh, yeah. like mainstream crossover infancy. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. yeah. But that would have been like Skrillex peak, wouldn't it? Just before. Or well, yeah. Bangarang was what, like 2011? Yeah. yeah. Scary Monsters 2010, but, yeah. Yes. Um, but, yeah, for me, like watching the music video for this, which I hadn't seen before because I always forget that Fearless, like whenever a band puts out a thing, a lot of them will do like some sort of a patch together video yeah. of like footage and stuff. But something about this one works as a music video and not just like a – it's a very I don't want to say easy, but it's it's them performing. It's it's all it is is just them performing. And yeah. again, I'm not going to say it's easy because you have to have multiple cameramen doing doing camera people doing the filming, and then you got to have the editing. You got to put it all together to so the music to make it look good. But it's it's a very and it's I am now sort of getting sick of it deriding it. The Black Dahlia Murder film clips are now basically just ones with them just standing in a room playing. It's mm. like, give me a story. Metal, yeah. But metal yeah. video clips really only come in two flavors, which is like the warehouse or the yeah. um the band is playing and superimposed of like an old man, like you know, torn by his internal demons and also with like a cockroach or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but the, but they used to do they used to do really kind of creative film clips. Mm. And now, like the last three or four, it's just them somewhere, somewhere decrepit, and maybe it's got a different color filter on it, like maybe it's green or something. And they're again, this is my favorite band. I'm ragging on, but like, I just like to picture you like pitching, like the treatment for it. Like, please. I don't know, just put them somewhere decrepit, and I'd make a green, yeah. maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My it's theory is that YouTube culture has been very bad for metal, just because of the way right. it kind of reinforces 
um, image and music videos for a genre where people are mostly not invested in that creatively. And also like all the artists who like kind of just do YouTube stuff, but don't really put out like music that they care about. So it's like the reverse is also bad. Mm. That's my theory It'll- of the last 10 years. I love it. Um, I think for me, it feels like, yeah, that whole like online, like YouTube sort of culture has also taken away like the spectacle of music videos. Mm. Um, Like I could be wrong, but like these days it sort of takes a lot for me to be like, oh yeah, and I'll check out the music video for that as well. When that used to sort of be the pivotal moment of any single release for me was seeing the video to see how they visually interpret their music or visually want to put it forward like i still do it for like your big like Mm. taylor swift always desperate to see the music video um because you know it's going to be a good video like you know that she's going to put a good story yeah the production value is going to be huge it's not like yeah she's going to sing but it's not just going to be her on stage like i i would be she probably already has i'm probably contradicting myself but i would be shocked if in the future we see just one of her just on stage doing that 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 video clip but for a lesser, for a smaller, much smaller band like Breathe Carolina, and like they're doing obviously probably festivals and something, so the crowds are huge. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's also just very easy, not easy, but like very accessible to do like a B plus music video or something. You know, one that yeah. doesn't yeah. try super hard, has like a decent kind of level of polish and, you know, extras and crew and all that. Just because, you know, financially it's like more in range these days, but. Um, yeah. you know, it can very easily just become more content, you know? Exactly. I think my favourite film clip of just a band playing is Unearth's Giles because it's them in a... And that's probably a warehouse, but it looks fucking massive and it's just their silhouettes. So, like, oh, wow. the background is all white and it's just their silhouettes and they're just... And because they they're, they like, a very high-energy band as well. So, like, they're the kind of band, like, kind of Dillinger Escape Plan-esque. They get up on the on the amp stacks and they jump off and all that sort of stuff but it's like you don't see them you're just seeing their silhouettes and it's mm. kind of cool yeah yeah um but yeah like the video for this it just takes me back to yeah. how it felt to be young and into a scene like this yeah. like i was never into like the core kind of stuff but just the energy at that show the energy between the band like all the bright colors all mm. the like, it's it's that weird thing of like the same thing of like the huge fringe, yeah. but then wearing your attack attack shirt that's blue with bright pink, and, yeah, and all that sort of like that's like yeah. It, yeah, it takes me back to straightening the crap out of my fringe and dressing Shutter up. Shutter shades, exactly. Like I'm just looking at it going, man, their hair is just crazy. Yeah, <laughs> um, um, you go. <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah, no, I had not commented on the song yet, which... No, go I for it, please. Was surprisingly solid, and um, I guess it really illustrates how all those genres are kind of crossing over at the same time. Yeah. Because it plausibly could have been a song they wrote, or, like, you know, any of the other covers that we'll talk about. Um, yeah. Yeah, like, really solid. Um, Brief Carolina were always, like, a bit more melodic than yes. a lot of their peers. Um, I think I only know, like three or four of their songs like one being the all-star cover which is total uh the remix which is total spotify color which is hilarious um yeah so good i think they had a song and um i don't know if you remember the game tap tap revenge no um it was 
one of the earliest like big iPhone slash iPod touch games, which was like, oh. imagine uh, Guitar Hero, but you're playing with like three fingers on a highway. Okay. So they, had, they had like a lot of licensed music um, for free and some to purchase, but like a lot of stuff like this. Um, I think it shut down in like 2013 or something, but it takes me back. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Did you ever have an emo fringe, Richard? No, I had longish hair, but not a true fringe. Aww. We should we tell Richard who we've sort of made the comparison between him <laughs> and? Sure, go for, uh, go for it. So we've been watching. Well, we we we've gone. We burned through it all pretty quickly. We'd been watching the competition show Ink Master. Right. Uh, now, I don't know if you know who the uh, one of the, the probably sure the most famous uh, judge on Ink Master is. I do not. It is one David Navarro. Oh. And, and we've been uh, watching it and we're like, you know what? He kind of looks like Richard. There's just something about the cool. way he carries himself, his dress sense, his yeah. whole style. I'm like, that's Richard. Like, I'll take that compliment. Yeah, every time I watch it, I'm just like, oh, it's rich. Hey. <laughs> also because we're starved for contact with people that aren't each other. I think any, like, very small comparison will be like, is that Richard? I'm going to have to start watching David Goethe videos, right? Yes. <laughs> no, I still think the best one is um, Christoph from Frozen. That's my favourite. What about Christoph from Frozen? That you look like him. I do not look like Christoph from You Frozen. do, and you act like him too, and it's very delightful. Sure. But did we what, have any other thoughts we wanted to bandy about? What do you think about the screaming, my love? Um, when he jumps in with, like, I think you said, Richard, that it's the softest breakdown or something. Well, it's, yeah, they seem to be building up to, like, a really heavy one, and instead they do, like, a, a switch up with a, a light dubstep breakdown. Yeah, yeah. Just dubstep light. Funny, and also at one point they say, "Are you fucking down?" Which I love yeah. that. I just wrote it makes me Whoa. very happy. It, it sounds <laughs> like he's doing inward screaming, which is what we, what us in high school who couldn't do outward like proper screaming would do, because it sounds like you're screaming. You're sort of going, Aah! "Oh my god!" I can't, I can't actually do it anymore. But like, Aah! that's really wow. Funny. And so people, people would do that, and like, I can scream. It's like. No, you're going to, like, pass out doing that. <laughs> yeah. No, that's bizarre. Um, I don't hate it. Like, to me, it's sort of because they're not doing it for, like, tough guy points. Mm. I like it. Yeah. Like, if it had turned into, like, a jugga 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 like, it would have given me the shits. Yeah. But because they're doing it in a sort of, like, a playful way. Exactly. Like, it's not, I like, really super pretty. Like, it's kind of fun, you know? Yeah. 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 But yeah, like all up, I really love this cover because, yeah, they're having fun with it and there's a lot of energy to it. Like, yeah. Yeah. This could, I could definitely see this again, someone who'd never been to a club before. I could, but I could see this being played at a club. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's that club from the opening scene of Blade where they're all vampires and he kills them all and there's, and they, like, it showers blood from the sprinklers. <laughs> Do we want to talk about other covers? Yes. But um, <laughs> I'll take so, it. So right. um, the first one is by the, I believe, Dutch teen pop rock band The Steen. Mm-hmm. 
Um, You'd be correct about the, the Dutch part. We watched it and went, we watched the film clip for this and went, there is no way that guy isn't anything younger than 33. Yeah. <laughs> Which, Let me it's... fact check. Hey. I tried finding his age and I couldn't. Um, and he he has a bio about himself that he wrote about himself and he's like. Oh, I think, can we do a dramatic reading of it? Because it's very funny. He's, I'm not going to do it in a Dutch accent. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but like, I, it's because I wish I could, but I can't. Oh, I, I kind of know the Dutch accent, actually. Ooh. Uh, no, I don't have a bio. Oh, sick. They've shared the stage with Newfound Glory and Fallout Boy. I don't think he is. And... I don't think he's active with the band anymore. I think he's a record producer now. Oh, sick. Okay. Rob, cool. Robin Van Lonen, L- Lennon. Lonen. I reckon Lennon, maybe. Lennon. I think it's Lunan. 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 Am I doing a dramatic reading of this? Or yes. The whole thing? How long is it? Oof, no. Oh, so that's on his website. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, You've got to. If we've got um, conflict, oh, we don't have conflicting things. We can't do wrestling promos no. uh, again. Damn. Uh, you know what? It isn't as funny as I thought it yeah. was. <laughs> no, it's, it's kind of not. He, the only thing that he said w- that I thought was funny is he's like, uh, somewhat somewhat different from the other kids in class, I became completely obsessed by music very early in primary school, initially listening to bands from the 60s and 70s. Yeah, because you probably grew up in the <laughs> 60s and 70s, which is a joke I tried out on you, so thank you for laughing again. Anyway, <laughs> um, the song sounds like... What if the Jonas Brothers sank down, but with a Dutch accent? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yep, I see pretty that. much. I That's like fine. the, I, I, again, it's that thing that I'll always go to. I like that I can hear his accent in there and that he doesn't say, say down correctly. It's dow, 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 dow. Well, he says it correctly for him. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I Yeah. I very ignorantly watching the video for this. I was like, as if they have a tour bus and then Sam made the very salient point that they probably do have a tour bus because they're huge where they are. Like they're huge in the, they're probably huge in the Netherlands. Yeah. And as I said to you, like check out the crowds that they're performing in front of and they're they're very large crowds, but they're festivals. So there could be people waiting to see Lady Gaga or something. I don't know. Who knows? And it's also just very practical to drive a tour bus around the Netherlands because it's very flat, so, you know. Yeah, that's true. And it's also Europe, so you just get in each country by road, you know. That's why they made Euro Truck Driving Simulator. They did. What? Yeah. They did. Okay, Jesus. And there's American Truck Driving Simulator. Yes, Dean were the creators of Euro Truck Simulator. Wait, who was? uh, (sighs) I'm going to let you crawl your way out of that one. I wonder if I should take up, like, those kinds of games just to, you know, Ooh. something relaxing for the 
I have a game that we can play. It's not a multiplayer game, but I have a game that we can play. Yes, go on. That I just purchased on the on my Nintendo Switch. Um, um, have you played Deadly Premonition? Uh, no, but I own it on PC. I've I've got it on the Switch. We should play Deadly Premonition. That is a good idea. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. So the next cover we wanted to talk about was is by Dave Days, who I think he's like a YouTuber, isn't he? Somewhat. Yeah, I think so. He's just a guy who is around and yeah. also like he's most kind of ageless. Yeah, because that's the thing. Like, I remember, because I think he was around in this, the scene when I was in it somewhat, and I knew who he was. And, like, I sort of thought, like, he was impressive, but he's just kind of a guy. Like, I know him best for, um, because he's uh, when Rebecca Black covered We Can't Stop by Miley with him, yeah. which was like, I think her first big cover or something that she did. And also, right. he features on, um, Saturday. Yes, that's right. But, um, yeah. Like, it's fine. It's just... This is probably cl- the closest to, like, the sort of pop-punk version of this song, I would say. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Or pop-rock, you know. Yeah. I don't know. It's just is what it is, I suppose. What do you think, Richard? Um, yeah, it, it, it's fine. The guitar tone is nice and warm and mm. compressed. I'll say that. Yeah. But... I always got that feeling from Gibson SGs that they sort of had, like, a kind of warm sound to them. Yeah. How do you like warm up or cool down a guitar the guitar tone? It depends on the pickups you use and like right. how many of them you have on because you don't always have like all three going off at once. Yeah. Um but also I think the wood um and the quality of it does factor into it. The gauge which is the thickness of the strings. Oh um, yeah. But also like everything you have in your signal chain, so the tone of your amp, um, the it's it's all like you know electrical signals, so you can process nice. it like many many ways. Okay. Well, you learn something new every day. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, it sounds like Dave Days was a bit of a bust for the three of us, aside from the warm guitars. It's fine. fine. Again, it's it's just it's fine. Yeah, and that's about it. Like it's. Hey, no. I can't even figure out if like. Dave Days' brand of, like, YouTube video stuff is still big. Like, I remember, like, in the 2010s, that whole thing of, like, I'm going to do a multi-window cover of a song or, like, I'm going to cover a song on Mm. video used to be huge and now I can't tell if it still is or not because it's all just TikTok and memes now. It's around, but, yeah, it's very of that time. Yeah, definitely. But we had to save the best for last, obviously. Ah, oh, our sweet, sweet boy. Our boy Buff. We need this. Does. In this, in this time. We really do. He does an incredible cover. Um, he's done two of them for this one song. Yeah, so, I mean, we'll do the one. But we'll, we'll, yeah. Yeah. 
but I think it's worth noting that he Actually, so nice he did it twice. Should I should I overlap them together? Ah, oh. I mean I might do that. Yeah, What's the difference between the two? Uh, just years. He did one last year and he did the previous one a few years before that. He he sometimes has come back to other songs. Like he did um, he did I Ran So Far Away twice. Well, mm. um, has he seemed to have aged you no. know, in the time since? No? Okay. He is ageless. No, never. Never. Yeah. Never, ever, ever will he age. He's just such a positive force. Like I love yeah. seeing his things pop up. Mm-hmm. It just... it immediately brightens my day yeah i don't really have much else to say about buff he's perfect i know yeah perfect our, little man our boy buff so. I, I although i will say like i want to i don't know if we've ever we haven't put his banter in and yeah. i'm going to i am going to put in the banter as well like the stuff like just his little chatting that he does with the camera before he gets the song started Yo, what's poppin'? It's your boy Buff Krill, baby, back. I'm up at the levels now. Do like, yeah, get down. We back once again. It's your boy Buff Krill, Buff Dog, Buffy's Muffin, Coffee, 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 Muffin, Muffin, Muffin. It's all about the muffins. Who got some muffins? I ain't had a muffin since 2008. It's just very like freestyle, like stream of yeah, comp, but like it's clever wordplay in itself. Yeah, like again, he's not doing it for irony points. Like, mm. and it doesn't feel scripted. He's just like, oh yeah, I remember this song, and then like maybe he comes up with a little story and then like he was like i liked when we did the polar abdul uh song i don't know if we we spoke about him in it but with the polar abdul song he does a cover no i guess we did but he he's like his topic of conversation is like polar abdul yeah i remember polar abdul she was that kind of she was the kind of woman and he's not like being gross about it but he's just like so she's that kind of woman that like back in the day you'd be like yoohoo <laughs> Legend. It's like okay, so he's not like oh yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd Abdul her Paula or something. Like he's not being like gross about it. Yeah. He's just like Paula Abdul. What champ? <laughs> what better way to wrap up this episode? But before we do, hell yeah or yeah nah? Hell yeah. Yeah, it's hell yeah for me. Yeah, fuck it. Hell yeah. I'll give it a a yeah. Oh, I feel like it doesn't okay. need a hell yeah from me, you know. Okay. It doesn't need my approval. It just is. <laughs> Are you breaking our rules? Uh, yeah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> so next week we are looking at the song Dead Man's Party by Oingo Boingo, which is such a great name. <laughs> it makes me happy every time. Uh, as covered by A Thorn for Every Heart from Punk Goes 80s. Got a hot take, Richard? No, I'm not familiar, actually. Will you be I'm... joining us? Perhaps. Oh, Perhaps. I surprised myself. What with... other plans do you have next weekend <laughs> for you I to not know. be on our podcast? Possibly some single release stuff, but yeah. Ah. Hey. 
Exciting. Um, I just want to say irrelevant that once we started talking about the scene, I went down like a brief uh, Google K-hole of some uh, bands and shows that I went to in like 06, 05, 07. Um, Can you write And so I didn't go to, just thinking yeah. about like seeing Wholesale Common somewhere in like the eastern suburbs in 06 yeah. and getting Suvlaki's. But also just like this festival that I did not go to. It's called Breakout 2007 at Festival Hall. Don't know if you remember Ooh. it. But I don't think I do. The lineup, not in any order, is, well, in alphabetical order, is Grinspoon, Gyroscope, Wholesale Common, Little Birdie, The Butterfly Effect, Youth Group, Boom, 2007. Sick. And then, because oh I opened up the Last FM like, event page, Right, yep. and then I scrolled down, and then a uh, comment by me in 2007. Damn it, I really need to go to this, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, I want to see if I can see that comment. Anyway, that doesn't matter. Um, oh man, I could, yeah, I remember like I've seen Gyroscope open for Fallout Boy, and they oh. rule. Like, I really love Gyroscope, but. Yeah, I, had I known about this, I would have been desperate to go as well. I re- oh, there you are. <laughs> um, good grammar and spelling are important, but if you want to write essays that inspire, <laughs> there we go. Did you, just, okay. did you just get served an ad? Yes, I did. Oh, that's incredible. Jesus, that spooked me. No gyroscopes, just sounding shit these days. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I still kick myself. I was in Perth in November when they were doing their last show with their drummer and like it had sold out, but I feel like there would have been door tickets, but I'm so lazy. I was just like, nah. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, that is just the curse of being an adult is I have all these ambitions and no energy to execute any of them. It's Mm. definitely a reality is like when a band, when I get tickets to a band, I'm like, fuck yes. And then the night of like, I just want to stay inside. I I never get excited for a show literally until I'm in the door. Yeah, yeah. Very I'm rare. excited when I literally step on the stage. Before then, I'm just like, get on with it. Like, just <laughs> yeah. come out. Like, fucking hell, I just want you to start playing. Like, I'm sick of this. I am looking forward to whatever shows will look like when we can go back to them. Um, I cannot believe that fucking coronavirus dashed my hopes of seeing my Kim. Oh, we'll be the first place that they come back to. Though. I know, like, but I'm still being very petulant about it. I'm just mad. Anyway. I'm mad at a lot of things at the moment. <laughs> yep. Have you taken the tone of Download Festival? Hey, it's My Chemical Romance's fault that we cancelled. No, it's COVID's <laughs> fault that My Chemical Romance cancelled. But anyway, oingo boingo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing, going to press stop now.